0: The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win – Sign up today and bet $100, win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. It has been an incredible rise to UFC superstardom for Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya has a skill set that's head and shoulders above everybody else's. He's one of the greatest of all time. He wants to fight all of the most imposing figures. This killer's out there. I'm ready for everyone. We're ready for <laughs> Alex Pereira knocked out Israel Adesanya with one punch in kickboxing. This man is a monster. This is my story, and it's about revenge. November 12th, Madison Square Garden, Israel Adesanya, the greatest middleweight champion of all time. He wants the challenges that other people avoid. I'm the champion. You want to come get it? Oh, let's potato! One of the most ferocious fighters, he knocks people into other dimensions. He has every intention of finishing Adesanya. Are listening to the fight show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network? You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow my Twitter account. I am at LockBetting Com. That's at LockBetting Com. The Twitter account for LockBetting.com, my premium pay service that has delivered 113 months in a row of transparent track profit. Sign up in time for the World Cup. That's where I'll be posting my futures for the tournament. Where I'll be posting my podcast, that will be on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. So make sure you subscribe so you never miss a show. I've already done Groups A and B, and I've already done Groups C and D. And there will be two more Group Futures Podcasts covering the remaining groups released next week. Followed by an outright show, which will look at the outright winner's market, what rounds teams can expect to get to and the top goalscorer, along with other props as well. As I said, subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast to make sure you never miss a show during the World Cup. When a tournament starts, I will be releasing a show every 48 hours covering every single game from Qatar 2022. So moving on with why we're here We're here to look at the main fights for UFC 281 Starting with the main event As Israel Adesanya defends his title against Alex Pereira Israel Adesanya is priced up as the 2-5 favourite to win the fight With Pereira available at 2-1 plus 200 The method of victory market sees Adesanya at 3-1 via TKO KO 16-1 16 to one via a submission and six to five via a decision. Alex Pereira is available here at five to two via TKOKO, Twenty-five to one via a submission and seven to one via a decision. And where I'm looking, I can see a special on Israel Adesanya to win in rounds four or five or by a decision. Adesanya comes into this having won by a decision in four of his five title defenses in the UFC, but. Alex Pereira holds two victories over Alessanya in, kickbox, in, in kickboxing, Sorry, winning the second fight by a knockout. Five of Pereira's six wins in MMA have come via knockout in rounds one or two. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this one plays out. I do think for me this is a dog or pass fight given the line because I don't think Israel Adesanya should be this wide of a favourite against a guy that's already beaten him twice in kickboxing including via knockout. The over under rounds here see the lines at over two and a half at two to five with under two and a half at 15 to eight over three and a half at four to seven with under three and a half at five to four over four and a half is at four to five. And under four and a half is an even money plus one hundred. Fight to go the distance, yes, ten to eleven, and no, ten to eleven. So, as we were looking through some of the historical data, I pointed out that Israel Adesanya has won by decision in four of his five title defenses in the UFC, and the the method of victory is what is putting people off Israel Adesanya. And for me personally, I find him to be a boring fighter. Um, it doesn't excite me when he's at the top of the card. What what's good about this card tonight? is the fact that it is stacked from top to bottom. Um, we have very, very good supporting fights for this main event. And also, this isn't one of those instances where I'm looking at it and thinking Israel Adesanya is just going to jab his way from a distance to a points decision victory. Um, usually it's a case of how is he wins and when he wins. And usually I end up landing on a decision correctly. But in this instance, we have a real knockout threat. We have a guy who will threaten for 25 four minutes. Now I understand Pereira likes to get it done early with five of uh, Pereira's six wins in MMA coming via knockout in rounds one or two but he's going to carry that striking power across to 20 across 25 minutes of this fight making him dangerous throughout but in terms of whether he can land that killer blow in an MMA octagon as opposed to a kickboxing ring remains to be seen. And I guess that's the big intrigue here for this fight compared to other Izzy fights where you're usually seeing Izzy up against an inferior striker where Izzy can sit in the pocket, utilize his superior striking, and often utilize his reach to jab his way to a points decision. Now, That may be the way this also plays out here. But Pereira is going to be dangerous and looking to get inside for the full 25 minutes, offering that knockout threat to Israel Adesanya throughout the contest as long as it actually lasts. However, ultimately, as much as I am not a fan of Israel Adesanya, and I would like to see Alex Pereira landing the punch that wins this fight and opens up this division, You have to go with the MMA fighter in the MMA fight. Now, I'm not saying that Israel Adesanya is going to open up a bag of tricks and pull a Francis Ngannou and wrestle his way to a victory like he did against Ghan. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. But we've seen that the middleweight champion is well-rounded and uh, on plenty of occasions he knows how to defend against grapplers. So he probably can grapple. I'm not saying he's going to do that. But he will have a better grappling offence than Pereira. Pereira's knockout power is no joke. And the second win over Adesanya was no fluke. And even in the fight where Pereira won, Adesanya was actually leading. Um, you don't become a two-division kickboxing champion through sheer berserk tactics. Um, he knows how to close the distance, cut off the angles, set up his opponent to eat power shots. But I'm just not confident that he's a better MMA fighter than Israel Adesanya, not the current version of Israel Adesanya. The the big difference between fighting in a ring and fighting in an octagon is that Adesanya has mastered how to fight in an octagon. Um, It's difficult to put him down for a significant period of time. It's difficult to land cleanly on him. He's gone through names like uh, Robert Whitaker, Kelvin Gastelum. They all had varying levels of success. But um, they are more complete in MMA than Pereira is they presented other threats that made Adesanya adjust. And Pereira, when he comes into this fight, Adesanya is really looking for only one thing, only one way that he can actually lose this fight. Now, if it turns into a striker versus striker battle for 25 minutes, then you can't rule Pereira out. But I think Izzy has the octagon experience and Pereira is limited in the octagon other than the the fighting skills that he brings over from kickboxing. And despite the fact he's got 25 minutes to work, I don't want to be betting on him to land this one bomb when Israel Adesanya is capable of avoiding that within this 25-minute period and striking his way against another dangerous opponent from distance to another boring decision victory. Now, you can never get bored of winning money. And that's what we continue to do with Izzy. We continue to cash... On these decision victories. And we've been here before. I remember when I was first starting out my lock betting service, one of the bets that we took frequently was to take Floyd Mayweather on the scorecards. And This is another one where you just take blindly Israel Adesanya on the scorecards. He's getting into that Floyd Mayweather territory. Now, Floyd had arthritis throughout the late stages of his career. So that meant his knockout power was all but gone. That's not the case for Israel Adesanya. He doesn't have to fight this way. But ultimately, from Adesanya's position, you're looking at it as it's better to win than to lose. But when you're calling yourself the goat. And comparing yourself to John Jones and Anderson Silva and Khabib, you need to have more stylistic victories. You need to have fans loving you. You need to have the fans desperate to see you. And I just don't see the buzz for the fight. I see the buzz for the card, but I just don't see the buzz for Israel Alessanyan when it's time for him to fight. Like I said, I'm not a fan. I've always been a fan of Khabib. I've always been a fan of John Jones. I've always been a fan of Anderson Silva. But this guy isn't in that category. And I think it's a case of do you want to continue winning and winning and winning and main event and main event and having a long, long title run, grinding out these points decisions or not grinding out, but 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 winning these points decisions over the course of five rounds and usually quite a boring 25 minute fight or. Do you actually want to be the style bender? It's in your fucking name, the style bender. Um, I don't think this is the fight to fuck around, but I think in the future, I would like to see a more exciting version of Israel Adesanya. But tonight's risky, as I said, this guy's beaten him twice, knocked him out once. He does pose a dangerous knockout threat for 25 minutes. And I think Israel sits on the back foot, sits in the pocket and does what he does usually and takes a decision victory here, avoiding that knockout strike for the full 25-minute period here in this one. Before we move on to looking at the other two main fights on this card, let me take a second out to tell you guys about Winbet, because if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, Winbet is the place to go. It's now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play with exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Great promos, great odds, great payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So don't know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Now, the office subject to terms and conditions at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where play free winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 and finally, let me give a shout out here to our SGPN merch store. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the DGEN in your life. I have plenty of it here in my apartment. Some of the stuff is four or five years old and it still looks new. It's made by proper sports manufacturers like Under Armour, Badger, Nike, etc. So it's top, top quality stuff. I can't recommend it high enough. And from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code Dallas Sucks. And as I've said on all my shows this week, I hope they do because they're playing the Packers this weekend and the Packers badly need a win. So once again, use the promo code Dallas Sucks. Go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and that promo code, once again, is Dallas Sucks. Moving on to the co main here on the card. And it's a title fight where Welly Zhang is an overwhelming favourite over Carla Esparza here at 1-3, minus 300. With Carla Esparza here available at 5-2. 11 of Welly Yang's 18 stoppage victories have actually come in the opening round. And that will be the round where I think Welly Zhang is most dangerous here against Carla Esparza, who claimed the title with a decision victory over Rose Namunis in May Making her thirteenth victory on the judges, making that her thirteenth victory. Sorry, on the judges' scorecard. So, looking at the met- method of victory market, Welly Zhang is at five to four to get that knockout, nine to one via submission, and fifteen to eight via decision. And Carlos Barza here is available five to one to win by decision again, eleven to one via submission, and fourteen to one via TKOKO. The over under markets here. See, Carla, uh, see, sorry, the over two and a half here at four to seven with the under two and a half at five to four. The 50-50 over on the line is three and a half, under 10 to 11, over 10 to 11. Under four and a half is at four to five and over four and a half here is available at even money. So a marginal difference from the three and a half to the four and a half and fight to go the distance. Yes, is plus money six to five and no is available here at eight to 11. So... I do think Welly Zhang will win the fight, but she's such an overwhelming favourite, it puts you right off taking her. And really, this seems like a fight where you might want to sit it out because if you fancy Welly Zhang to win, do you really want to risk taking her here at 1-3, to minus 300? Um, Carla Esparza has an A-plus skill, her wrestling. And any time you have an A-plus skill, that can take you a long way. It's taking her to the UFC title and it's not out of the realm of possibility that she finds a way to survive round one and to win this via her wrestling and grinding this out. Um, I think Zhang is going to win this one in in the first few rounds. Um, The former champion has it all and I think this is going to be a very, very tough task here for Carla Esparza. She has to deal with her absurd strength uh, fast hands, athleticism, and she's already faced grapplers before. She's faced Aguilar, she's faced Nami Yunis, she's faced Jessica Andrade. And while Aguilar was capable of executing the same type of pressure game that sparza can... Um, I believe that she won't get the opportunity to do so here because I do think that Zhang will land with something, with some sort of combination that will end this fight. I think if she comes out overly aggressive, though, that could benefit Esparza because she could land timely takedowns here that defuse what Zhang is trying to do. But I don't think she can do it consistently. If Esparza doesn't find a way to neutralize Zhang consistently... And even if that means just putting her up against the fence and holding on for dear life, this will inevitably be a short fight. Um, with all due respect to to the champion, this is a nightmare matchup that may invoke flashbacks of a loss to Djionic and Jacek. And I do expect Zhang to get it done inside the first few rounds. Um, as I said... It's too short for me at one to three. So I would be looking at those first and second round props. Otherwise, suddenly, Asparza does become more of a threat in the fight as Zhang subsequently becomes less of a threat in the fight. So I'm going to go for Zhang to win it early, but I'm not going to have any kind of big play on this one. And I'm certainly not going to be looking to add Welly Zhang at minus 300 onto any kind of uh, money line parlays for this card. Up next, we'll be looking at the fight here between Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler. This is one that people are very, very much looking forward to. This should be a slugfest and Poirier is available at 4-9 to, to win it, with Chandler priced up as a 2-1 to one underdog here. The method of victory market sees Chandler at 4-1 to, to get this done via knockout, 17-2 via a submission and 13-2 via a decision. With Porrier at six to five to find that knockout, seventeen to two via submission and three to one via a decision. The total rounds market, see the over one and a half and the under one and a half priced up at the same price of ten to eleven minus one ten, with uh, under two and a half rounds at one to two, strongly fancied, over two and a half at six to four. And will the fight go to distance? No, is it two to five with yes priced up at two to one plus two hundred. So how do I ultimately think this one's going to play out? I think there is a route to victory here for Michael Chandler. I think he knows how to fight smart and strategically. Otherwise, he wouldn't be where he is in the sport. However, I think that Madison Square Garden being an MSG is going to get the better of him. And I think he's going to feel the necessity to put on a show. And if you try to put on a show here with Dustin Poirier, I don't think that Chandler is going to be able to match him. For me, he's a tier below the best in the striking department for the £155 division. Chandler could not outslug Justin Gaethje. He could not outslug Charles Oliveira. And I don't think he'll be able to outslug Justin Poirier. So I do think this will turn into a slugfest. I do believe that it might get itself over one and a half rounds, but that's certainly not a lock. Uh, because I do think that both of these guys do have resilient chins but ultimately I do see Dustin Poirier getting the finish I do think there's value on Chandler as an underdog because he does have a method to victory here Uh, it does have a route to victory here sorry but in the method to victory market I do think it's priced up correctly with Poirier via TKO KO being the favorite price here for the fight and I do think that's the way it's going to go because I do think Michael Chandler will be influenced by this MSG crowd he will get into a slugfest and that's Something he cannot win, in my opinion, against Dustin Poirier here in this fight. Closing out with your lock here for this show. I touched on it earlier. I touched on the amount of money that we continuously won backing Floyd Mayweather towards the end of his career to win fights on points. That became free money. And eventually it became something that was priced up as free money because originally you'd get a shade of plus money then you would start getting 10 to 11 minus 110. Soon you would start having to take 8 to 11, 8 to 13, 4 to 6 minus 150. And by the end of Mayweather's career, you were getting about minus 200 on him to win on the scorecard. So all the value had gone. It hasn't happened yet with Izzy. We're still getting plus money here for him to win the fight via decision. In fact, you can take Izzy to win this fight via decision and take a pretty reasonable hedge on Alex Pereira. He's at 11 to 4 to win this fight TKO KO. And um, he's at 5, to one plus five hundred to win it in rounds one or two, so you definitely have hedges that you could play alongside this to make sure that you don't lose any money. Could Israel Adesanya knock him out? Yes, but that would in, that would mean getting involved in a dangerous fight against a guy that's already knocked him out and giving him the best chance to knock him out again. So I don't see it happening. If it does happen, it will be because Pereira is not used to five-round fights. Any gasses in the last two rounds, probably in the last round. And therefore, it could be worth a hedge. I do have a special here at Skybet with Israel Alessanya to win via decision. All rounds four and five. And if you can get that, that would be my lock. That is available at Even Money Plus 100. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.